establishing that credibility with yourself. And in order to do that, you need to answer the three questions that every individual asks of themselves or, or, or needs to answer for themselves. And they're these, am I accepted? Am I secure? And am I significant? This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Andy, welcome to the Better Wealth Podcast, man. It is so good to have you on here. And I've been looking forward to this conversation because my heart is always filled when we get to chat. Oh, thank you. I'm touched. You're very generous. I must tell you that I did wonder, what shall I wear on this podcast? And I just, I happened to watch Jordan Peterson on Joe Rogan. I know that podcast is a little old, but he Jordan Peterson was wearing a tuxedo and I for a couple minutes, I thought maybe I should put my tux on and surprise Caleb. Listen, it wouldn't be the first time and I can roll with the punches, but I can guarantee you that I've never worn a tux on a podcast. And I'm, not, I'm never going to say never because who knows, I might be in a setting when that's the case. Andy, for people that don't know your story, I would love for them to get like a three minute overview of who you are, what you've quote unquote accomplished. But I really want this to be, this podcast to be about your lessons and about yeah, some yeah. of the deeper conversations that we've had recently. And so you've come 180 as it relates to leadership business. And I think what you're able to share and what you've learned just in your own heart will be able to encourage so many people that are in their own journeys in life and leadership. And I, but I want I want to give people context. You're not just a an ordinary dude that's just sharing certain things. Like you have some cool past experiences that have mm-hmm. made you be the person you are to, today. I Thanks, Caleb. Lots of past experiences. 33-year investment management career. Built a investment management firm from, what did I say, $12.50 in my basement to $15 billion, 73 associates, an office in Minneapolis and New York, three investment teams and a trading operation, all in 25 years. Nominal success, lots of lessons, lots of wins, lots of losses, lots of experience. One of the one of the most important leadership principles that I stand on is you can't teach what you haven't learned. And I always say, I've been there, done that. I've done everything. People say, I'm not in the investment management business anymore. Now I'm in the leadership development business. I'm about, I used to want to build a big company, big firm, and now I want to build big leaders. And that's what I do. And I was talking to a prospective client just yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he said, why would you be a good coach? And I said, he happened to be in the financial services business. And I said, because I've been where you want to go and I know where all the landmines are hidden. So that's me. I remember hearing your story. It was when you were transitioning away from your business to go into coaching and it was just another season. Yeah. And I remember listening to your story, your testimony, and just being like, wow, like if I could learn from any one person, because this was very much when I was starting Better Wealth and this vision, had this dream, yeah. starting to start with a small team and very had the dreams and hopes. And so I remember you, you said, hey, take this one test and I'll meet with you if you've drive to Minneapolis, which is like a five hour drive. <laughs> um, and I think you were like, I'll meet with you for an hour and a half. And I, and I, I didn't even hesitate because I was like, if I could, that's how much I value who you are and just your story, but not the wisdom that you have. And so I remember 
driving there. I think you were a little shocked that this like 21 year old kid didn't bail last minute. We had a phenomenal time. I think we spent a couple hours together. Yeah. And I remember that leaving, driving home, just being so fired up and excited. And, and it's such a blessing to be with people that have gone through the landmines and have had that experience. But then also one thing that I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but you are always so positive and you're always an encouragement yeah. to me to continue to go for it. And I just appreciate that and how you communicate and how you lead. And so through through all this stuff, I don't know if you want to say anything to that, but I really want to talk about, you know, this inside out concept. I know you wrote a book. I want I want to highlight that. I would love for people to get it. But I also know that you're going to be writing more books in the future. You're mm-hmm. really building a movement around leadership and yeah. you almost use your book. That's phenomenal, by the way. But you almost use that book to say, listen, this is this is the old me. This yeah, is the exactly. new me. And so I want to I want to have a conversation around that because sure. I want selfishly to help you build the movement that you're building and help if there's one leader listening right now that was like me five, six years ago, we can encourage that one person to move the needle in their leadership if this podcast was worth it. Just thanks for kicking that off. Thanks for your kind words. You did drive and I I'm glad it was good for you, our time we spent together. It certainly was good for me. I love to be with next-gen leaders. They pump me up and make everything I do worthwhile. And Pro Leadership was the book that came out of what I call Andy Wyatt 1.0. It's it's the 24 lessons that I learned building my career. I kept a yellow legal pad in the center drawer of my desk. And every time I learned a lesson, I took that yellow legal pad out wrote the lesson down. There were 36 at the end of the story. We condensed them down to 24, and that's pro-leadership. But that really is the book that Andy Wyatt 1.0 built. And granted, I got a lot of wisdom and everything else from that. But what happened in my journey after finishing the investment management career and moving on and taking stock of my life and doing a lot of personal work. Really, Mm -hmm. it began with a trauma intensive and led to a lot of other things to get down to. As I say, when I coach, there, there are three keys to living and leading inside out. The first key is you have to establish your credibility. I used to believe that the credibility that I needed to establish was with others on the outside. Mm. But now I understand that the most important credibility that I need to establish is with myself. And that's not only true for me, it's true for anyone who wants to be a leader, whether they're just leading themselves, whether they're leading from position, or whether they're leading from influence, they have to establish their own credibility. And that requires that you excavate, that you dig deep so that you can build a solid foundation. Or as my friend and coach Johnny Parker says, it requires that you clean up your backstage and you order your backstage. Because if you don't do that, you won't be able to stand up to the pressure or the bright lights of the front stage. So lesson number one is establish your credibility. You talk about excavating before you elevate and very much making sure that you're doing the hard work. And so again, when I think of established credibility, I think of 
do other people like do other people know who i am and like will they respect me but you're saying you have to have that self-respect first exactly but where does you draw the line because like you could be like high in your own supply and still be a very not self-aware leader that doesn't have credibility so how do you establish credibility with other people yeah i think it goes back to establishing that credibility with yourself and in order to do that you need to answer the three questions that every individual asks of themselves or needs to answer for themselves and they're these am i accepted am i secure and am i significant and those are the things that when we stand in the mirror alone and look at ourselves those are really the fundamental life questions that we're asking Am I secure? Am I accepted? And am I significant? And if we can answer those about ourselves, we won't be going out and looking for that from others. And that security leading from a position of security and acceptance and significance allows you to have an outward mindset. And that's the key. That is the Key, you, every great leader has an outward mindset. They're looking out to others. And the reason they can do that is because they're not looking to others to give them something that they can't find. When you say great leaders, how, from a percentage standpoint, I know you, this will be kind of a made-up number, how many really establish their credibility from the inward out? And how many do you see that this is like the number one issue that they have? I think it's the Pareto principle. It's 80, 20, probably 80% of leaders don't do it. Yeah. 20%. I think your your 20% is generous by the way, but yeah, you know what? And I think that you're probably right. I don't have scientific backup, but if I go down through my entire um, leadership paradigm and how I coach, Mm -hmm. when we go from the, there are three principal keys to living inside out. How do you do it? So you establish your credibility, first of all. Second of all, you build your following. That's the second step. And in order to build your following, you need to answer the three questions that everyone that you lead or want to follow you is going to ask you. And they're basic questions. They're this. Do you love me? Can you help me? And can I trust you? And I was talking to a leader yesterday, and he was having a communication problem. He had a matter. He didn't, he didn't believe it was a communication problem, but we got down to it, and it was. And I said, look at the message. I said, there are three people, or there are three questions that your followers are all going to ask you. Your leadership team is going to ask you, do you love me? Can you help me? And can I trust you? And... That, it, that particular issue you're having, there's no love in that. And you yeah. don't think about love in the C-suite, but it's true. Everybody does. We can't live without it. It's, a, it's an important thing. And so I said, the hang-up you've got is that you're not leading with love and they don't think you care about them. And a lot of times that happens when we don't love ourselves or our identity is not in something bigger than external forces. That's exactly Um, right. That's exactly right. So what's the third part of being living an inside out? The third part is leading with impact. And you do that demonstrating the four uncommon habits of a rare leader. 
And RARE is an acronym that stands for remain relational, act like yourself, return to joy, and endure hardship. And RARE leaders, and it will be, the RARE leaders are somewhere in that 20%. They are demonstrating and developing the habits of a RARE leader, which which lead to joy, trust, and empowerment, fulfillment of your team. Any Anything else you want to unpack with these th- these three steps? And I think you've said a lot, and I want to then ask you questions about your journey and your book and the things that you've recently discovered and the things that you've known from the very yeah. beginning. But I want to give you, because you said a lot, and I don't want to over... I think if, if you're taking notes, like maybe go over them one more time for a summary, <laughs> because this is, again... I. If there's one person listening to this that they they catch something, man, like the power of great leaders and our country is starving for great leadership. Yeah. Very simply, the three questions that you have to answer of yourself to establish your credibility with yourself are, am I accepted? Am I secure? Am I significant? Once you can answer those questions, yes, then you can move on to the next thing, which is building your following. And in order to build your following, again, we have to answer the three questions anybody we lead, whether we're leading from position or influence, everybody's going to ask us these questions. Do you love me? Can you help me? And can I trust you? And unless you can answer all three of those questions affirmatively, you're not going to have a following. Hmm. I don't care how many people you're connected with on social media or whatever. You have to be able, they have to say yes to those three questions. And and then finally, leading with impact, which is what we all want to do, or we want to live with impact. We have to demonstrate the habits of a rare leader. So we are remaining relational we're acting like ourselves, we're returning to joy, and we're enduring hardship. And that's just a cycle that we all go through. Whether we believe it or not, we go through it. Yeah. You're describing Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. what you go through. It's like, wow, that's regardless of where, what your thoughts are of Jesus, it's like he did those three things well. Yeah. I wonder why there are people believing in that movement over 2000 plus years ago, it was because of those three things. Yeah, exactly. Um, As you look back on your life, on the successes and failures that you've made, and even like writing the book and like, I know that because of our friendship, I've known that there's been even some epiphanies that you've had recently. I just want to give you a time to like share, like what would some, what would you tell your younger self knowing what you know now if that younger self of yours would listen and you're not speaking to your younger self but you're actually speaking to maybe some younger people that are listening to this right now saying all right andy like i'm leaning in i want to know like i'm here as a sponge to see if i can avoid some of the landmines that you were talking about earlier i was coaching someone yesterday and he asked me what have you learned what's the biggest lesson you've learned recently And I said, unless your character matches your ambitions, you'll never be successful. You'll never be significant. 
and you've got to have character. You've got to have character to carry abundance, to be all that you were created to be. And I I happened to be reading a verse in the Bible a couple of days ago, and it was in the book of Hebrews. And it just said that God made Jesus a a perfect leader through suffering. And I thought, that's what I do as a coach. We're aiming for a perfect leader, but there's only been one. And he became perfect from through suffering. And why do we spend so much time trying to run away, trying to prevent suffering or kicking the can when that suffering is the very thing that perfects us as a leader? It's, it's attitude, attitude and character development. So... Anyway, those are the two things that have come to me this just this week. And that's how yeah. I answered that fellow I was coaching. When you say character, what how do you define character? And it's like attitude, I think, is easier to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Like you talked about joy a couple of times. But what is your definition from good character and building character? I like the definition of character that says character is who you are when nobody's looking. Yeah, that's good. it's who you are when the lights go out and you turn them back on who are you that's your character good talk about the book writing pro leadership yeah and what what are some of your favorite things that you've written in there and then what is one thing that you potentially would change knowing what you know now about that book that book is a lot of wisdom but it was written like i said with my old operating system and it was i have come to understand now that we've been created to be whole-brained and we have a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere and the best way to think about that is that left is management is leadership and ian mcgillchrist wrote this wonderful book describing it called The Master and Its Emissary. Very good, huge book. I'm wading my way through it, but it helps you understand what I've come to, my rare leadership and the whole-brained leadership model. And here's my point. Every leadership has a foundation it has a fuel, it has a goal, and it has a focus. And pro-leadership was written from a leader who was left brain in leadership. And the foundation of that is accountability or performance. The goal of it is success. The focus was the front stage it was building, establishing credibility. It was making sure that, Caleb, you thought well of me or others thought well of me. It was the opposite of inside-out living. It was outside-in. Decisions were made often by what would he think? What would she think? How would she react? Those that's We made decisions like that. And the book that came out of that, I really, it was pro-leadership. And now all of a sudden, as I've understood this whole-brained leadership, whole-brained thinking, rare leadership, right-brain type of leadership, so 
the master, really. Identity-based, a foundation is identity. The fuel is joy. The goal is not success, it's significance. And the focus is the backstage. It starts on the inside. And that's why when I coach people, and even in my book, I say right now, if someone said to me a week ago, if I could only read a little bit of your book, what would I read? I said, I said, as far as I'm concerned, you read the first, you read the first section, establishing credibility, and then you don't need to read the rest of the book. Because if you know what your entrepreneurial DNA is, if you know who you are and why you are, that's going to get you 85% of the way. Yeah. It's it. I remember the coffee shop that I was in when we had, when you were sharing with me all the things that you were learning and I just got so fired up and excited (laughs) and I'm very humbled that you get to be sharing some of these experiences on here because there's just not a lot of people that are willing to talk so openly about this. And I, again, like I sometimes feel like we jumped right in and like, how big was the hedge fund that you were running that you started with $12? 15 billion when we were done. It was more than that. 15 15 plus billion dollars. Yeah. And uh, the humility that you have and just your willingness to be like, it's, it's, there's more lessons that I've learned from you by watching you (laughs) than even what's what you say. And that's a high bar because I've been a coach of your, like you've been a coach of mine and I've been so grateful for the journey and the wisdom and the challenging and the the person you are. And yet there's not a curveball that can get thrown at you that I think would raise your blood pressure. At least I haven't touched that nerve yet. And I think that's key in a good coach is to, to not react, but your identity is in something so deeper yeah. than, than external forces. So it, I want to transition soon into what people that are like, okay, I, I want to learn more. I know that you you got some things that you're going to be putting on. I know they can get the book. Yeah. I also want to invite anyone that you think would be a good fit to be part of f- future initiatives that you're launching and continue to add to your following. But is there anything else that you want to share, Andy, from a standpoint of, we've talked about a lot, but I just, I really want this to be a call to action for people that are like, I, I want to go deeper. I just, if I could just leave one message, it's just the living principle that's driving my life now. That's um, to live a life of significance, you need to live inside out. And I just have, people are dying for significance. There's so much. We live in a tough world today, and there's a lot of discouragement. There's a lot of loneliness. There's a lot of frustration. I got a call a couple of weeks ago. I'll share, once you've been a once you've been a coaching client of mine, you have you have lifetime access. I always say I'm just a text away. And I was downtown at a meeting. It was about 1030. And my I was coming out of a meeting and uh, I got a text from a woman who's senior leader at a Fortune 100 company who I've coached in the past and hadn't heard from her for a bit. And she texted me and said, can you talk? Can I have five minutes? And I said, sure. I said, I'll be in my car in 20 minutes and I have a half an hour drive. You can call me then. 
she did and she said i don't know i don't know how to lead in this environment anymore i'm so incredibly frustrated and i just don't know how to lead and she does know how to lead she's world class and she just needed someone to listen to her someone to tell her that it was going to be okay and that i would say a left brain what happens when we go into our left brain and our management part we try to figure everything out yeah and a left brain cannot you can't help your own left brain you need another right brain and that's really what as a coach i always say i'm right brain for hire so she just needed yeah. someone else so, to listen so let me ask you this because i yeah. definitely and you know me well, definitely probably lean way more towards the left brain. Uh -huh. And what I mean by this is I very much am looking at inputs and outputs and the ratio of, okay, if our input, if we're putting $100,000 into X, it's costing this amount of money to operate, what is it producing? And I'm trying, any good business yeah. at last needs to create a higher output than input. That's called profit. Yes. So where, so again, I'm like justifying why I am the way I am. How do you make sure that you don't bankrupt a company? How do you make sure that the, you do keep accountability? How do you make sure that you're not making poor decisions by just being a weak leader that people can walk over? And you love on people and you don't forget the reason why you started a business in the first place. Because mm -hmm. that's the, that's the, place that I'm in of like, I need to lead more definitely. I need to keep people accountable, I think. And like, you can't let the output trump everything else and why you exist. I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but th those are maybe what some people, cause I know I'm thinking that like, it's easy in a podcast to say right brain and all this stuff, but it's like, what does it actually look like in the real world? Well, there's more than one question there. Yeah, there's like two <laughs> questions. That's, I'm known for that, by there's the way. There's more than one, one question. In fact, I, in think, I think if we could rewind it, there might be five questions in there. Here's the deal. Strong leadership, strong servant leadership is good leadership. Yeah. And it starts from the inside out. And I would say that what you described is the classical left brain. It's fear-based, it's performance-based. And of course you need accountability. Of course you need to perform. That goes without saying. What brain science has proven to us is that the brain we are we were created to run on joy the fuel that our brain was created to run on was joy and everything you described there and everything i hear so often from leaders is performance and accountability and all of that that the that fuel is fear and our yeah. brains do not run in their optimal way on fear. So when I talk about rare leadership, the whole idea of rare leadership is getting us into a position where we can perform at our highest and best. And then the results are going to take care of themselves. I had a coaching client sitting in this studio a few weeks ago, and I start in my one-on-one -on -one coaching situations, I'll say, what do you want to talk about today? And they will 
tell me, and I always ask a follow-up question, is that what's keeping you awake at night? And in this case, he said, no. And I said, what's keeping you awake? And he told me, and he said, I didn't want to bring that up because that's a personal thing and this is a business relationship. I said, can I ask you a question about that? He said, sure. I said, is that personal thing distracting you from your business? He said, oh, it's just brutal. Said, I can't. It's all I can think about. I've lost so much time in the last couple of weeks. I said, do you think you're the first person that has ever experienced that personal situation? He said, I don't know. He said, have you ever had anything like this? I said, I've had almost the exact same thing. You want to talk about it? And we spent an hour and 15 minutes of a 90-minute session talking about that. And 15 minutes talking about his P&L issue that he wanted to discuss. And he texted me, the, the uh, two days later, he texted me and he said, thanks for the conversation. My personal issue is completely resolved. I did what you told me and it's totally taken care of. And now I can focus on this business. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I think my left brain very much likes to framework things yeah. and sometimes the fact of trying to fit certain things in a framework. Yeah. Like joy, joy is a hard thing to framework out. That is. Create an equation. And so I think it's, but it is, it, I asked those five plus questions out of love from a standpoint of like, I want to improve. And I also want to be able to know what is a strategic next hire? How do you know when to part ways with somebody? How do you know when to double down? How do you know when to cut a marketing campaign? There's certain things that you like, again, it's like joy is amazing and I'm not undermining that, but it's like, it needs to be a part of the equation and yeah. it needs a fuel thing. And so that's why I'm so pumped about your platform because yeah. we need more people that have run 15 billion hedge funds saying, Hey guys, I've done that, been there, done that. And yeah. I'm telling you there's a better way. So let me tell you about what I'm working on in a call I had yesterday. There's a Another guy who's, he runs an asset management firm. He's a next-gen leader. He's in a cohort of other financial advisors. And I was talking to him about the roundtable that I'm setting up, a nine-month roundtable where we go through, we use pro leadership and live inside, live and lead, live inside out. And we have a 90-minute cohort meeting where we're all together every other week. So twice a month and then twice a month, each one of those cohort participants is going to have a one-on-one -on -one hour with me. And he said, what if I went out to my cohort and we did this together and you could coach us? Um, and I said, that's a great idea. So that's the roundtable concept. And this is an elite roundtable. It's going to go nine months. The foundational roundtable that I facilitate with next-gen leaders is you've been a part of one. It's a three-month, 12 weeks, six cohort sessions, six coaching sessions. Um, selfishly, I love it. It's so much fun to yep. do. So much fun. How do people find out more? details and get a hold of you if they're interested in that. Put my contact information, have them reach out to me. I'll send them something. It's all, I make sure I interview everybody that's going to come in. It's not going to just, yep. 
You don't get to just come. I do that to protect the cohorts and the relationships. Yep. And I'll, uh, I'll make sure that your contact info is yeah. in the proper places so that you Perfect. can check it out. Perfect. And Andy, is there any final words or thoughts? This has been a joy having you on here and really excited to see where this message and the ripple effect that you create just through through challenging and leading. Yeah. I just, the, my final word, if I was going to leave you with one thing, it's just what I've learned, that when you live inside out, you become all you were created to be. That transforms your life, and that transformation allows you to discover your destiny. And then you're not living for success, but you're living in significance, and that's what people want today. I hear it all the time. You've got to, I really, I really appreciate your message and your audience. And um, just it's ex been excited to be able to watch you and Better Wealth and all that's been going on. So good work. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you, Andy. Right. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds. All right. So thank you. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.